welcome everyone to the Gaming Podcast Live. My name's Robin. I'm the editor of Game Magazine, and we are here every two weeks, as always, with the latest gaming gossip and everything to do with Game Magazine. Uh, don't forget, you can keep up with all the latest news and features with Game Magazine. Uh, visit us very simply at gamingmag.com. And I can never do this alone. Um, and I want you to all throw virtual love uh, in the direction of my wonderful co-host, Mia. Hello, hello. How are you doing, Robin? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm a little low energy today. Feeling a little bit under the weather, but I'm going to try and make it through. But you know what? No tech issues this week. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, let's not jinx it just yet. I'm not jinx. uh, Is it jinxing it? No, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm, I'm, yeah, for for those watching, um, You'll notice I, I'm, I'm without the Britney mic this week. I'm with my Yeti microphone. So we, we think we might have cracked the embarrassing uh, crackle that we've been plagued with for the last three months. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just, blame just for the record, Corona it wasn't Brexit. Robin's fault. Okay. It wasn't well, Robin's fault. That's all you need as to As much know. as you keep on about it, it uh, yes, okay, let, let's, let's rip the Band-Aid off. I stream on a Mac, okay? Shoot me. Everybody just line me up and shoot me. I'm sorry. But... We're here, we're here, and uh, yeah, we're, I'm I'm not crackling, and uh, not yes, yet. not yet. But no, don't, not don't yet. say that. Don't say not. Don't say not that. Don't say okay, that. I will not tempt fate. And uh, yeah, anyway, as a uh, quick reminder, this is a live show, and anything can go wrong, as you saw last week with the multitude <laughs> of tech issues that we have. Uh, but if you are joining us live right now, you can interact with the post the podcast jeez my speech is going to go wrong this week just all over the shop it's going to be so be be prepared for that if you are watching this live um those of you listening to the audio version if you want to head over to twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag you can join us live just like all the beautiful people in twitch chat right now or are chatting away in twitch chat uh or of course you can head on over to the discord which is over at gamingmag.com forward slash discord and you can uh, join us there join in the conversation while we are live now um as usual we again we just don't do this the pair of us we have a super special guest every single time we do this and this week it's the very very awesome psyche hi everybody hey yeah hello all of the applause welcome welcome on in thank you so much thank you for having me all the way from northern ireland Mm, with was that, that accent yeah northern ireland accent wonderful it the, was only right. the, it's okay. the only thing i can do in northern irish is how are you how are you <laughs> that was terrible <laughs> i respect the attempt though it's well funny. okay i'm just making you feel at home <laughs> i appreciate mm-hmm. it so how you been? are you yeah i'm good uh it's been a bit of a crazy week but otherwise it's been it's been good how have you guys been same mm, long week i'm very Usual. tired like <laughs> yeah, why do we do this changing. on a sunday <laughs> not good not good teach him to say oh somebody in chat says teach him to say mirror oh, no. psyche it's a good word to work with That's i just get made fun of that because when i say it i say mirror mirror and it just kind of becomes mirror i think it's a depressed cow it's just like mirror <laughs> That pretty much sums up Northern Ireland, really, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. (laughs) 
Oh Lord. Uh, okay. Shall we? Shall we crack on? Um, yeah. I love the energy always, today. It's so good. It's, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's great we, energy. Yeah. Exactly. It's good. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to kick off with our, our sort of semi-usual feature, which is uh, or our usual feature, uh, which is talking about the stuff we've been up to in our newly retitled weekly recap segment. Yay. Um, we normally talk about the games we've been playing, but mo- more recently on the podcast, we've been talking about TV shows. We've been talking about mm-hmm. other stuff we've been up to. So we're kind of rebranding it now as weekly recaps. So Mia, what's your what's your weekly recaps? Okay, so I um I, I thought you were going to lead in with a, a joke about Genshin again. So I'd actually prepared to talk no. about Genshin a little bit. <laughs> no, I I haven't been playing that that much actually. Funnily enough, I've I've kind of like drifted away from. I Genshin, which, I have felt bad me. over the past weeks. Uh, with my just, sort just of constantly on, taking my ongoing my ongoing ribbing <laughs> of of, uh, of you playing nothing but Genshin Impact, so I decided I'm not going to. I'm going to take okay. the higher road this time. Cool. Well, so I appreciate we, that. Anyway, again? so Genshin Impact, um, <laughs> fantastic game. I've been playing it a lot less recently, uh, just because like I, I've not had the time. I've been so busy with other stuff. Uh, we've played. Uh, <laughs> Mia's Genshin is Robin's Borderlands. Yes, that's absolutely right, Jamie. That's very true. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I actually continued um, my playthrough of Danganronpa 2, which is a fantastic uh, little game uh, all about murdering your classmates. And it's wonderful because I know a bunch of uh, voice actor friends, so I get them together to uh, to to basically scream in different character voices. I get to do my monokuma and say, it's punishment time! And just uh, and, and just make sure everybody has a wonderful time. Last time we did it for charity, and then we had that much fun that we were just like, we're just going to continue doing this. And that's always like the most fun I've had during a stream, just getting together with friends. Um, I did a bunch of other stuff too. I, I You might notice that for the, the, the video, the people who are watching this live might have noticed that the, the angle of my stream has, has changed recently. And that's because I've built a massive um, voice acting voiceover booth right next to me. I could probably like twist that a little bit so you can see. It's this big old curtain. It's it's like a dressing room essentially. It's like a it's like the shittiest dressing room at a shop. That's that's what it that's what it's like. But it works quite effectively because I've been uh, trying to get into VA, been taking like lessons for that and stuff. So that's been fun. Being learned learning to act and emote and things and, and breaking down and crying. It's uh it's all been it's all been very good. Um, then again, there's uh, Monster Hunter Rise came out on Friday, so I played a bit of that and actually. That reminds me, Nintendo, wonderful Nintendo, sent me uh, this. They sent me the 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 Monster Hunter themed oh, Switch cute. Pro controller. It's very nice. And they sent me a Switch, which is really <gasps> nice of them. And I don't know why they sent it to me, but I, so cool. I appreciate it all the same. Yes, it's like so cool. this... It, it's just been a very, very weird couple of weeks where weird stuff's been happening. Weird good <laughs> stuff's been happening to me, so I'm really thankful for that. Uh, watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're mm-hmm. now on episode two. That's been a lot of fun. I don't, how have you been feeling about uh, Falcon and the Winter Ooh, Soldier? I, Without um, spoilers. Uh, yeah, okay, so spoiler-free. Um, obviously, WandaVision was like a massive kind of departure from the norm, whereas mm-hmm. this one, I, do, I, I think this one is a lot closer to kind of what you'd call a traditional Marvel movie like it's it's got some good feels in there um i i'm trying to not to spoil it what i'm finding really interesting is it's the first show that's kind of starting to deal with um the the real the real world kind of fallout of 
uh, the blip, the snap, the whatever you mm. call it. Um, yeah. Because there's been a few references now to how the, the world economy sort of changed to be 50%, to cope with being 50% less people in the world for five years and then had to change back again and, and the repercussions of that. Um, people's obviously coming back and getting repatriated and, and everything else. And I think that's that's a really, really interesting... Um, mm, mm. It's a really interesting observation. And there's some lovely little... Um, little sort of um other mentions of sort of inequalities and race inequalities yeah i love like the how it's dealing with uh social issues and things it's 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 surprising because i didn't think marvel would be as you know owned by disney would be the types to actually like take on uh these things but i think the um head like writer on it is the same guy who did um empire i can't remember his name for the life of me unfortunately but uh so they they know how to how to write in terms of actually like between uh, character, interesting character interactions and interactions mm. with the world as well, so that's been super interesting to watch, and it's um it's it's nice to to see that after One Division two, it, it kind of feels like I'm watching an extended uh, uh, Winter Soldier movie or something like that, I'm watching another yeah, Captain America it, movie, and it's nicely sort of back up to sort of the forty five mm-hmm. fifty minute episode counts as well. Like the mm-hmm. the one little grumble I had about One Division is like I, for the first few episodes where it was definitely a sitcom. Um, I was okay with it kind of being 20 minutes, 25 minutes, because that's kind of it, it, it shtick. But I think I thought I came, I have to, sorry, I can start that one again. I came to expect that when it kind of broke out of that, I thought they were going to up the episode sort of duration to like 45 minutes or something to make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. But to still bring it in at like 30 minutes, usually on average with about sort of 90 minutes worth of credits, um, was just a bit sort of like, oh, that's best. That's not. It's not I long enough. I still haven't for a... seen One Division, and I well, like, we'll stop I need talking. to watch it. I kind <laughs> yeah. of, I look, I got spoiled by Twitter a little bit oh, anyway, okay. but like without trying. But I, I really want to watch it because I've seen so many like reaction gifs and everything, and it looks like it's something that I would probably enjoy. But I was a person who wasn't like a big Marvel fan. Like it's not mm. that I don't like Marvel. I just. I got kind of burned out on the movies after a while and then I came back to it later and I really enjoyed it. But then I, I just kind of lost the train of thought a little bit. And now I'm like, okay, well, now's a good time for me to get back into it. And then they're releasing so much more stuff. I'm just like, oh God, I have to catch up. Because <laughs> Twitter is terrible. You get spoiled on stuff so easily, no yeah, matter yeah. what you yeah, do. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I remember when um, um, uh, Infinity War came out mm-hmm. and it was literally like, I was going to see it in a couple of weeks. I wanted to see it with my dad, who's like a massive Marvel fan. And he was like, yeah, I don't want to see it like when there's too many people in the cinema because like he hates people. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. And then I think it was a few days before, like literally just just spoilers dropped in my Twitch chat. And I was like, God damn it. Wait, why? It's the worst. Mm -hmm. There's a debate to be had at some point around kind of what the what the accepted duration Mm -hmm. of spoilers is. And I sort of tend to go for maybe at best a week. Like mm. if you really need to get your shit together, like it's the biggest, it's the biggest movie of like a decade practically. Yeah, and I mean that's like, what I did for Endgame. Actually, I went and yeah. saw it opening night by myself just so I wouldn't get spoiled on it. Like just alone in that cinema, surrounded by people I didn't know. I'm just like, we're all having a great time anyway. Like it was Rob- the, it's weird. Robin, sorry. Sorry, I was just going to say, it's weird just because, like, you see Americans, like, reacting to, like, cinema stuff and, like, doing the, the, the cheering and the hollering stuff. That actually happened in a British cinema. And oh. I was, like, 
I, it was it was amazing to me no. like, like, that people were that into it. I'd get up and leave. <laughs> and if anyone claps at the end of a film, they need to be shot as well. No, it's, it's, don't do that. We're, no we're enthusiasm Brit- allowed. We're, we're British. Um, I, I, I allowed one one whoop happened in uh, in Endgame when when there was the big kind of the big moment at the end where where the sort of everyone came back and there was this massive thing and um had that sort of girl power moment as well like i, I just I, cried i literally just yeah, sat and well, cried that, the entire that's what british, time that's what british people do internalize it and then let it out as tears <laughs> in the dark so no one sees and then you <laughs> brush yourself off and then leave as if nothing's happened but no clapping at the end of films no i don't do that no it's horrible um I was going to say, oh, yeah, so Robin's rule of thumb of spoilers is one week if it's a major movie that you have to get to the cinema to see. But it's about 48 hours of a TV show. Like, TV is TV. Mm. If you need to, you can watch it whenever you want. So it's like the whole sort of drag race thing. It's like, I I don't appreciate spoilers on the day. I don't really appreciate spoilers the day after because we've all mm. been in the position where it might be a little bit busy. So you can't see it straight away. But, I mean, you've got 48 hours. That's my sort of, it's possibly a bit harsh sound off in the comments if uh what, what my what... rule is if it's on social media that's fair if it's in my twitch chat you ask if i've seen it or if i've done it and then if you spoil yeah. it anyway then you're just being yeah. an asshole yeah it's surely different it's like it, it's it, if it's a public forum mm-hmm. then with like yeah. different rules of engagement then that that's on you really you probably shouldn't go looking for them mm-hmm. but if if it's in your community then that's a bit yeah, like directly at me <laughs> yeah. it just feels like it's aggressive yeah. for no reason yeah that's a but bit that's, uh... that's the problem that that i have is like a drive-by like trolling that took place essentially like they're just like a troll came into twitch chat and just dropped a bunch of spoilers i'm like well i've seen that now great thank you very much that's wonderful. yeah yeah, same thing happened with the Star Wars movies as well. Like um, uh, when Force Awakens came out, they they just put dropped a massive spoiler and like, oh, that's ruined for me. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, because it's yeah. never it's never people having a discussion about something or like you know just talking about something that they're really excited by. When it comes to it being in Twitch chat, it is malicious. They've come in mm-hmm. and all they've done is dumped a bunch of spoilers and then left. And like that's obviously got a different motivation behind it than somebody who's posted a gif of something that they thought was super cool on Twitter or whatever. It's completely different, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I will say, um, in Twitch in general, that just reminds me of something else I've actually did this week. Uh, I, there's a new service called Peer to Peer Live. So I talk about. I don't think I've ever talked about it on the on on the uh, this podcast, uh, but. Twitch is always in need of a uh, of, of certain tags that they don't necessarily have, and I won't go into it again. Uh, but there's now a new service called Peer to Peer Live, which you can sign yourself up for, and basically just tag your stream however you want, and you can use it to like find people, find uh, like people who are queer, LGBT, maybe they're disabled of other ethnicities, whatever you want. You can pretty much find it on there, and it just links you back to a uh, a Twitch channel of your liking. It's been really nice to see that. It's backed up by uh, Trans Lifeline as well, which are a fantastic. Fantastic uh, charity cause. So um, yeah, that was great. I was actually letting on that info like months before it actually launched, but it officially launched, uh, I think this week or last week. So um, that's been fantastic to see as well. Yeah. And that link is in chat for anybody that wants to see it. It's just peer two, the, the le- number two peer dot live, which is fantastic. Speaking of Twitch chat, by the way, did you know that we have a new emote? We have an emote now, Robin? 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going, internally, I'm going, yeah, I know. Get on with yes. It. Yeah. Like, but the audio like, listener is mm. just nodding your head there. Yeah. No, that's. The- <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we, we've got a, um, a sub button now and an email and stuff. So that's been fun to, uh, to set up. I guess that's been part of your week, though, uh, Robin, hasn't it? What have you been doing? Uh, yes, um, my my week was talking to you to work out the complexities of Twitch. And yeah, <laughs> try and yeah, make that's that all true. work. So we now mm-hmm. have an emote. Um, that's exciting. An Hopefully, emote. might we, we might have a few more emotes by the time we uh, figure the rest of it out. Uh, but yes, so so thank you for that. Um, as a reminder, there are plans. There are yes, plans. There, there are plans afoot. Secret um, plans. As a reminder, this is a podcast that we sort of normally try and just keep our chat to the, to the minimum. And so if you obviously sub or emote or anything else, then much love, much love to you. Mm-hmm. We might not we might not catch it when it happens, but uh, please rest yeah. assured that 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 will be. No, we're going to try and fix top. that with some with, with some bots. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're, cert- yeah. we're certainly not going to do any audio sort of jumping around doing anything too silly. Because no. obviously we no, we're trying to be a horrible experience for the audio listeners, wouldn't it? Like <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Random oh, sounds. That noise? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who who was it I was watching. It was either Evo or Justin. I think it might have been Justin Moore. Um he's got something that you do a sort of a um a, a command. So this is I'm so shit at Twitch. That they do <laughs> you, you type in something happens, witchcraft occurs, and then sort of music and whatever plays with animations on screen. And he at one point I was watching it, he could barely get a word in edgeways and actually trying to move his show forward because everyone was just spamming this thing. And I was just like, mm. I, I don't do that to me. <laughs> so for a pod for 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 a, for a stream, I get it. For a podcast, we've got to keep it sort of fairly well flowing. Because obviously mm-hmm. the the audio listeners of all this, because this podcast is available wherever good podcasts are sold. Um the yeah the, the, the very, it'd be a very bad experience for them so anyway look let's let's move that on yes what have i been playing this week i have finished tell me why um that Ooh, was nice that was a journey um i talked i talked about it on, on the mm, i talked about it on the last episode uh that i just started it and i had a, a, a literally uh genuinely transformational time playing that game not my usual cup of tea um normally on the first one if i'm if i'm not killing things in like about 30 seconds of starting a game pretty much lost interest um but this is kind of like such a new experience for me to try and sort of like almost be a, a an interactive movie if you will and i can't say too much more about the story because it is full of twists and turns but it's an amazing story some fantastic choices um and and yeah just a, a super amazing um a super amazing um portrayal of of somebody's experiences not just obviously it's it's been pegged as the trans game and of course that has a sort of strong element to it but there's so much more to it than that as well it's like proper sort of intrigue proper sort of uh sibling um sibling rivalry sibling just just two people coming back together again reigniting their their sort of brother sisterhood um and and the sort of ups and downs of that but also there's a fantastic but it's set in alaska so there's a fantastic portrayal of uh the sort of the 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 native population as well that that's done so so beautifully sympathetically some lovely moments there um and the potential love interest uh for tyler um is actually uh two-spirit um and and that's something that sort of this game i knew i'll hold my hand up I, i know a bit about it um but i'm not fully aware 
of all of the sort of the intricacies of that um and so for me to sort of obviously use that game as a sort of jumping off point to really explore what that means as well was absolutely fascinating so yeah that's my um that's my big big update for this week is that that was such such a great such a great opportunity to sort of learn and and, and to be educated and entertained yeah oh, the I, game... I still haven't played it i'm sorry <laughs> yeah and again bad it's bad it's <laughs> Um, uh, Shannadin just asked in the chat what was the game called it's called Tell Me Why mm. um, it's done by Don't Nod who we're going to be talking about in a bit no we're not actually they've, they've stopped doing Life is Strange but they were the developers of Life is Strange and um, it's on Xbox Game Pass go and get it now um, and yeah it, it's 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 brilliant it, it genuinely is brilliant and, and it's done so sympathetically um, it won two awards at the uh, gaming awards last month um one was um authentic representation which i can now fully appreciate and best lgbtq character uh, again uh, tyler and the voice actor uh, august um also a trans man which is great to see um did did a fantastic job with that as well but it goes beyond this is this is it seems to have got a little stuck in kind of just being labeled the trans game and I think with, with greatest respect to everybody that it's more than that. It's a lot more than that. Not playing down the importance of that representation, but there's a lot more in there to sort of love and embrace at the same time as well. Uh, but mm. you can go and uh, tell me why game.com, I think um, it's got a fantastic FAQ section as well, which really kind of educates and tells you what's coming up. Um, what else are you playing? I've, um, I, do you want to feel old? Um, uh, I already I do. <laughs> Sonic is 30 years old this year. 30. Let's just let that that breathe for two seconds. Oh, Um, I'm so old. (laughs) And uh, and yes, so I've been been sort of faffing around with some of the old uh, Sonic games. I've been playing Sonic Generations, the old Xbox 360 game. Hmm. Um, Maybe back when the Sonic games were semi-decent. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah yeah um mm-hmm. well they've been well it's probably a topic for a different podcast but um there's been a lot of sort of hits and misses and uh good and bad and it's not all the old being good and all the new being bad i, I really will i'll stand by generations actually which mm. i think was 2015 um i'll stand by that as being a good game but, uh, but yeah, that's my, so that's been, uh, yeah, so that's been my, my games I've been up to. Um, and yeah, we've been figuring out the complexities of Twitch and other wonderful gaming stuff that I can't talk about yet, but there's some exciting stuff coming down for DigiPride, uh, later oh. this year, but well, I'll, I'll talk about that somewhere, um, once I've got all my ducks in a row. But, and yeah. what month will that be again? Just that's going to be June, June, July and August. June, July, um, and August. Three months, because a, a Pride is not a month. Let's remember that. Repeat mm-hmm. after me, everyone. Pride is not a month. Uh, I only so yeah, it, knew that. <laughs> 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 um, well, to be honest with you, every every corporate probably should know. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah Got to slap the rainbow on the logo for like, you know, just a week, maybe. I think that's probably enough it's, time. <laughs> one of my favorite pastimes is on the 1st of July. Just yeah, just watching as they go back to, nor- to normal. Literally dropping, dropping back to normal, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a conversation with Xbox the other day, um, and Charlie from the UK team, basically sort of, who's in charge of their socials, um, basically said the reason why they don't put the rainbow on 
for pride is because they would then have to take it off so that she'd rather not put it on in the first place and i actually yeah. find that i actually find that an interesting way of doing it and and using the power of their brand to do so much more other meaningful stuff than just slap a rainbow on your logo and be mm. done with it so i mean it, c- it could be worse you could be a publisher that puts out games that have lgbtq characters and you do the whole pride month thing and then you remove those characters in other countries that <laughs> yeah. well is that bad. and there's also i think it's bethesda um they have like a a um a localized twitter so they have like 30 odd twitter accounts for the most of their main territories around the world and somebody did a screenshot i think it was last year might have been the year before did a screenshot of all of their accounts during june and the majority of them had turned rainbow apart from russia saudi arabia uh japan and somewhere else and it's like they kept the logo the same and we won't talk anymore about it sort of thing and it's like okay fine whatever anyway let's not get stuck in soapboxing uh kirsty no. what have you been what have you been up to this past week or so so uh i have been playing retro games i i started my first playthrough of final fantasy 7 the original uh yes. actually a little while this. ago uh i actually took a two-week break from it because i hit the end of part one and i was so emotionally exhausted (laughs) that i just Mm -hmm. had to stop for a while i was like i'll come back to it later i have no urgency to keep going right now i just need to take a break and it's weird because the thing that actually ended up upsetting me the most was thinking about all the people who were watching who played it when they were like 10 or like 12 or whatever and like breaking their heart in their bedroom at like 10 years old for the first time and i just that broke me completely like a baby like i i'm not surprised i cried and then i cried again Mm -hmm. and then somebody raided me and i cried while trying to introduce myself because (laughs) i was trying to explain why i was upset and i was like hey my name is psyche (laughs) (laughs) um but like it's it was it's been great um i feel like i want to do this before i do the remake it's my first ever time playing a final fantasy Mm -hmm. game that isn't an mmo so i figured ff7 is a good place to start um and the fact that it was the first game really that did that kind of depth of story Mm. and that kind of emotional impact of characters because there's other things that have happened throughout up until this point that have made me cry and have made me feel attached to a character and it just (sighs) We're not going to talk about the Chocobo races because I spent way too much time and money on the Chocobo races <laughs> and I'm really bad at predicting who's going to win. But yeah. um, it's been really good and I've been really enjoying it. And then I just had to take a break because it hurt me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I remember we I played it on the run up to um, remakes release. Uh, just again to like you know refresh my knowledge of the actual game in the series and because like it's one of my favorite games of all time and i got to that moment in the forgotten city where there's that, that staircase and and that mm-hmm. character is there at the top and i just broke down like i don't oh, want to no. do this i don't want to do this it's too much yeah you know it's uh oh god all those feels like right mm-hmm. right back again from from I, I cry 97 like 97 that's mad to think that like that really was the first example of a game that had done that i mean i'm Mm. sure there were probably like you know character deaths and emotional impact from games and stuff in the past but that was a big deal and i feel like i can i get it now i never really got why people liked final fantasy 7 so much i didn't really understand it i get it i actually Mm -hmm. get it now and i'm really enjoying it um it's been an experience 
but I, I did the last week I took a break because I was like, I can't, I just need mm. time to process how I feel about it. And I just played chill games instead. Like I played a little bit of Monster Hunter Rise, which mm. is weird because I, I'm not a Monster Hunter person. I haven't played it before, really. I played a little bit of World. Uh, Rise is my first time actually settling down and really giving it a go. And I'm really bad at it, but I'm trying and yeah, I'm enjoying everybody it. Everybody <laughs> starts really bad at it. Don't even worry. What <laughs> weapon are you rocking? What are you, what are you wearing? Um, so with? they give you the long sword first and it feels really well, they slow. They give you everything first, but they don't oh, well, tell yeah, you they give true. you everything. So I switched to the dual blades and as soon as I did that, I felt mm. a lot better. But I felt like I was yeah. so slow with the longsword that I like mm-hmm. I went into my first quest. I also was stupid. I went straight into a hub quest, which is apparently like harder than the village quests. Mm. I didn't know that. I just went straight in. I had three large monsters and I was like, yeah, they're all here <laughs> at the same time. I'm sure I'll be fine. I was not fine. I got stomped on by some kind of dinosaur and I was just like, OK, yeah. I hate this game. And then I played mm-hmm. for another three hours and I like... I'm clearly going to play it a lot, but mm-hmm. uh, now that mm-hmm. I've tried the dual swords, it's way better and it's way more fun and it feels like my style of play. So I think it's just yeah. getting the weapon that works for you is really important. Definitely. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. You should try, um, well, I do insect glaive myself and that just I've allows heard. me to like fly through the air yeah. with a, like, a spinning blade. It's it's the best. It looks super cool. I do mm-hmm. need to try it. And I know you kind of have the freedom to try each different weapon and see what works best for you and whatever. So I'm going to probably experiment a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like mostly it was a case of me like creating my character and going, oh, I can have a dog? Cool. Yes, and then like have a dog. Later, I can have a cat as well. What the heck? Exactly. So yeah. I'm very excited. <laughs> I turned mine into, uh, funnily enough, enough i turned mine into red 13 and uh kate oh. Sith. <laughs> oh i love it red mm. is perfect red is being a character that i've been trying to somehow shoehorn into my weird party makeup because i just love him so much he's so cool mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. no i get that that's cool but yeah apart mm. from that i'm haven't really been so i don't i'm not a big tv person i if i'm going to be a tv person i will binge watch something from start to finish so like recently I caught up on The Expanse and I watched it all the way to the end and now I'm trying to rewatch it because I want to see if there's any like foreshadowy bits at the beginning. I'm reading the books as well. Um, but generally speaking, I, I don't watch a lot of TV. I would watch a, watch a lot of Twitch and like stuff like that. That's pretty much been my week. Awesome. Crying, mostly. <laughs> I think a that's all ago. of our weeks sometimes. So yeah. Don't, seriously, lockdown and all that. Just <laughs> randomly breaking out in tears over a bowl of bloody cornflakes or something. I'm <laughs> day in the shower, just, yeah. just rocking back and forth. Wow. Uh, question on Monster, Monster Hunter. Um, I haven't played it, and but I have been watching my partner play uh, Monster Hunter World. He's, his rise is in the post, apparently. That sounded a bit mm. weird. Um, and uh, shush, <laughs> let's keep moving. Um, and the... Um, I, I'm confused. So... Mon- these he says monster hunter these monsters they're not monsters they're animals on an island that are minding their own business i'm, I'm watching him play oh. and it's like they're literally sat there they're grazing in a field and you have to just run up and slaughter them that's <laughs> my not that's weird the question like why are you that, just murdering yeah, these random they're animals really, that are minding they're their own really business. happily existing I think law-wise, it's like population control or something like that. Like they'll attack <laughs> your village if there's too many of them. So you got to like defend yourself and then, you know, tear them apart and make armor out of them. That's what you got to well, do. Don't call it Monster Hunter. Call it, call it like Innocent Animal Slaughter Rise or something. <laughs> yes, let's call Pokemon um, <laughs> oh, <God>. Animal Fighter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Underground oh. Animal Fighter. Let's go. 
it, it does seem I, I don't know I, I think I was being a bit don't sensitive. think too much about video games that will fuck you up <laughs> it's my They're job kind of fucked. that's a road that you, you start going down that road you do not come back <laughs> yeah I just like it just feels like I don't know it, it feels like you're sort of just hunting innocent people that are just minding their own business oh, I don't know Whatever. But yeah. What anyway, I, what I want to know is: Do they eat the monsters? Do they eat? Do they? Yeah, eat, or are they just wasting it? Like, what's happening yeah, there? That's even worse. Like, if you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna do the slaughtering, like, let, let's make a stew or something. Like, mm. where's the sort of where's the accompanying cookbook or something? Well, there is fantastic food in Monster Hunter. If you if you've not seen those cutscenes, like they give you these massive slabs of meat, and I think in this new one you get oh, like, that's probably bunny it, dango, which yes. is absolutely adorable. By yeah, the way. Super cute. And I have to point out every single time that it's prepared by these humanoid cats that run around. So you're basically getting cat fur and cat saliva in your oh, food yeah, when they're preparing true. it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Lovely. That, that's no different for any cat owner. though. No, so. that's true. My <laughs> entire diet is like probably 30% cat hair at this point, so I'm used to it. <laughs> Uh, there's a theory that the reason monster hunters are able to survive long falls and lift heavy stuff is due to all the weird stuff they're eating. Well, this is just getting weirder. <laughs> that is very strange. This is, this is getting, this is just getting creepy now. Like you, oh, so, so they're they're getting high on drugging themselves with superpowers off the back of innocent animals. I don't know. That's <laughs> it's how you survive weird. in the wilderness. It's a tough world out there in Monster Hunter. Take supplies. Mm, Take stuff with you. <laughs> Could always be worse. You could be living in the movie version of Monster Hunter, which I haven't seen, but I apparently. Wait, there is a movie. There is a movie uh, directed by Paul W S. Is it Paul W S. Anderson uh, with his lovely, lovely wife in the lead role, Mila Jovovich, uh, Resident Evil director. I don't know. Apparently, it released, and there was a controversy around it and stuff too. So that was that was a whole thing. It it released. Asian slurs in there. That was fun. Oh, great. Yeah, it, it was released and it just went straight into the bin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just didn't stop. It just dived straight into the into the recycling and n- never to be seen again. Anyway, um, I mentioned uh, Don't Nod earlier and I mentioned Life is Strange. So to move the, to- the conversation on, um, fans of Life is Strange um, have got an exciting year coming up because we had the Square Enix Digital Showcase about 10 days ago. Um, and three, not one, two, but three Life is Strange things are coming our way. Um, this year, this September, three. Uh, oh, three. New game, DLC, and remasters. Um, oh, okay. It, yeah, I did As if it's, so it's literally written on the script. Yes, <laughs> yes it is. Do you, I don't read your parts of the script to make sure that I can react in a, in, a, in, a, in a realistic way. Now it's we're just pulling act. back the, the curtain. This here. is the act. So. This is the acting training kicking in. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I mean, where to start? So obviously, the big announcement um, is the uh, the actual new game, um, which is called True Colors: Life is Strange. True Colors. Mm-hmm. Um, people getting pissed off over the fact that this doesn't. It's not like Life is Strange three and doesn't feature the same characters, which is stupid because well, Life, is Life is Strange two didn't feature the same characters. Yeah. It, was only, it was only before this. Anyway, they're idiots. So Life, so this one, True Colors, um, <laughs> is is a, a brand new game, straight to sort of PS five, Xbox X, etc. Um, super super queer because it's being fronted by an Asian bisexual, which mm. is double points on the representation bingo card that we have because obviously queer Asian people don't, uh, don't don't get massive representation and bisexual people don't get massive representation. So well done on that one. 
Uh, and we also, I'm looking at my notes, uh, unlike past episodes where powers were time manipulation, telekinesis, this time the power is to control emotions. So that's going to get messy, isn't it? Yeah, it looks really strange. Like, it looks good and an interesting theory. I just, as soon as I watched the trailer, so I, full disclosure, I haven't actually played Life is Strange. I have watched people play it, and it's one of the ones mm. that I would like to play, but now I'm like, should I wait for the remaster? Um, but I, I know the the mechanics behind it, and I feel like this is a really different take on the kind of, I guess, magic ability type. I don't know, what what would you call it? I mean, it's an ability, right? Well, they're like superpowers, right? Yeah, they've all got like they're superpowers. superpowers, but in different games, they embrace them. They embrace them differently, and I mm-hmm. believe in this one. The, mm-hmm. In in the trailer, she talks about her curse, um, mm-hmm. and I, I, mm-hmm. I found that was an interesting sort of thing. So it's not it's not superpowers as in Marvel, sort of running around saving yeah. lives and stuff. It's just a thing that yeah. that people their abilities. There's there's mm-hmm. super abilities, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like the way that that life is strange, and I've only played parts of the the first game. I think like episode one of the first game because uh, it was free, and uh, I think most of the first episodes of each game are, are free now. If you want to actually go test them out, but uh, I like the way that they use these uh, these abilities, like these super powered abilities, to actually like frame real human stories. Like the actual the focus is the interaction between the people and like dealing with everything that they deal with like mm. just presenting that in a, in a fun and cool way because like there's so many like important uh topics in the actual life strange series as far as now from what everything that i've seen from it in terms of like uh even in this new one from the trailer like dealing with grief in general yep. and the people's emotions that go along with mm. that and apparently there's a mystery so that looks really cool but like even the 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 old one there was like so much stuff in there that was just super super dark like abuse and yeah it was uh, really dark mm, mm, there is, uh, and i, I, I think stuff. i think you're right that's where the powers come in into the story is mm-hmm. is because in the first one that the time bending is used because she uses it to go back and investigate how something happened or understand the, the decisions taken or whatever mm-hmm. else and I, I just think it, it's kind of obviously i mentioned don't nod so don't nod did the first few um they, they did one and two um another company that's just escaped my brain uh did before the storm the the, the intermediary kind of prequel mm-hmm. and the same company's doing doing this one um deck nine thank you thank you chat jamie um and this is it, it it's similar in a way without spoilers to tell me why because the siblings in tell me why the twins they have a kind of um telepathic kind of ability mm. uh to mm. sort of talk to, to talk to each other so it's it does seem quite clever to use a sort of a supernatural kind of power to further storytelling yeah i was, um, I was surprised that um tell me why wasn't didn't have the life is strange like moniker or title and it was like separated from everything else it's uh it was super weird to me that that was the that was the case um but it's it's again it's interesting again it's interesting the themes that these games deal with but i i want to start calling these games what they actually are they're basically just detective games with a lot of interpersonal relationships in there which i think is super duper cool especially if you kind of like frame it as that you're essentially just playing a a game where you're solving a mystery kind of uh scooby-doo hours up in the uh the game (laughs) Yeah, but you don't have a, a a dog. Maybe in a future one you'll have a nice dog. Maybe. But I do <laughs> I do like how they're um dealing with stuff like uh, in the second one was it racism and like mm-hmm. police brutality and stuff like that, and how yeah. the universes are all interconnected. So it was really 
sad to me. And when I say interconnected, you'll have like characters from the the one game showing up in other games. And in fact, I think there is a character from Before the Storm. Yeah, so uh, Steph, um, Mm -hmm. which is a a super queer, super lesbian-y, D&D nerdy girl um, who was in Before the Storm. She's one of the potential love interests um, for our new character uh, in Mm. True Colors. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's exciting, and they also they're moving away apparently from their episodic kind of fashion. Oh really? Um, yes. That's not yeah. surprising. I kind of feel no. like the episodic thing is a little bit played yeah. out at this point. Well, I think the I feel that the episodic thing was kind of done because that's an easier way to produce the game in little chunks mm. and and without sort of and really manage their time. Um, whereas this one apparently is it's becoming it's still going to be a very linear story. There's there's chapters involved apparently. But it's a lot, and you mentioned detective, it, it's a lot more about discovery. So you get a bit more free reign of the town in which it's set. You can go and explore things a bit more. You can sort of dig into uh, dig into the mysteries. Uh, so yes, that's, that's September I want to see 10th. the price point on the new game. They, they haven't discussed like a price point or anything like that. No. Because I know that if you buy, um, I'm not sure if it's a standard edition or one of the better editions, but I think you get the uh, Life is Strange uh collection right as like remastered they're doing yes. that too yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's that is that's next up on the uh and that's included the, the things they the announced ultimate edition that's the ultimate edition but it's also yeah. available as a standalone mm-hmm. you can standalone just go and buy the remasters if you, yeah. yeah if you want to buy it separately yeah you can totally do that i think that's really cool too if you want to definitely experience the game because like i tried this is one of the reasons that i tried to play the original game uh last year for for pride month uh in the uh, mid bosses summer of arcade event that they do they had me play life is strange because i said I, i've never played life is strange i want to play life is strange um and even then like the graphics in the the first game were like this isn't like it's 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 showing its age a little bit now yeah. it still looks nice but like mm-hmm. these textures are a bit yeah, muddy and like yeah. yeah so it'd be great to actually see a remastered version of that um which i'm really I'm, glad is coming september 10th that's yes september, nice. september 10th same as um same as the main game as you say if you get the ultimate edition of the main game mm-hmm. uh you also get uh the the remaster but you can go and buy the remaster i'm looking forward to it i, I really want to get into the remasters again i've only really seen and played kind of bits of it i think the first chapter as you say was free somewhere so i grabbed it played it it didn't really it didn't really grab me thank you jamie in the chat yeah. the base game is 50 pounds and the ultimate edition is 65 which oh, yeah. I, I think that's that's a reasonable game purchase these days considering for 65 you're going to get basically four games um yeah. the three mm-hmm. remasters and the, really and the new yeah. game i i'd swoop on that um yeah. and yeah. there's also um because there's, there's also a deluxe edition between mm. standard and ultimate um because as well as everything else they announced they've also announced um a life is strange true colors dlc they've already sort of declared is coming which is called wavelengths uh which you mentioned steph earlier from from the first from the uh prequel um uh, she's it's it's a it's it's a dlc focused on her um so you you get to explore a bit more about steph and, and meet steph a bit more obviously chloe from the first one and two got to sort of uh getting get uh, got involved with steph as part of her storyline um and uh yeah so you can I, l- as, go on. I love what it says here by the way just in the notes that we have it says the D orientated nerdy lesbian 
Yeah. And it's like, I'm just like, I, I, I want to, I want this now. I want to, I want to jump into that now. That, that yep. speaks to me a little yep. bit as a, uh, a nerdy D and D orientated lesbian myself. I definitely want <laughs> to right. take a look at that. And and, um, and just to, just to cover myself, I didn't write that. Um, I created this from the description. I did not write that because <laughs> I'll, I'll let you read the next paragraph, which I definitely didn't write either. Oh, the next paragraph. Oh, oh my God. You'll be rolling some 20s as GM for a group of friends. Take over as the all new radio show host for the folks over in Haven and even swipe left or right on Steph's dating options. Very interesting. You can tell I didn't write that because no, I No, that is t- that is the most PR y kind of. Like, have, oh. And also, I have never touched DD in my life. So mm. rolling some 20s just sounds like, I don't know, drug use. You want to get those tricks. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get those uh, those criticals in there, you know. Hopefully, I do love misses. to roll some twenties. <laughs> that could be any kind of slang. Yeah, we're gonna roll some twenties. Yeah, me and yeah. the bo- me and the boys are heading into town. We're gonna roll exactly. some twenties. Exactly, as mm-hmm. as Jamie said, rolling four twenties. Um, <laughs> oh no. I will say, um, I'm a little bit, but I, how do you feel about like content being locked behind DLC? Like this strikes me as what like what EA did I, with um, the Praetorian stuff in, in Mass Effect Three. Like that oh, important God, character that just locked terrible. behind pre-order bonuses. It's like yeah, because the first time I played that, I didn't, I didn't have the DLC, and then mm. I played through it the second time and had the DLC and was like, what the heck? Like, are you serious? It's a like, super important so character story. to the storyline, yeah. who's kind of like a little bit throwaway as well. Just like mm-hmm. this is, yeah. And I, I, I fear I that kind of thing would happen with this. But I think how that's do you feel? the point, though. I, that is the mm. point I think you just said. If the character is important or if the storyline is really important, don't put it, don't be a dick and put it as a DLC. That's stupid. Mm. Like that is part of the game. It's part of the narrative. It's an, it's an important thing you need to appreciate. I think in the case of this one, and of course, um, Jamie's right, I'm going to mention Borderlands. Um, in the Borderlands one, Borderlands 3 is a very long uh, game that that mentions everything, that then plays through everything you need to play through, that holds a whole storyline there, and you can just leave it there and you, you haven't missed out on anything. But mm. it's got five DLCs now that are, just have fantastic storylines, but it's a little side story and it's a little bonus and you can live without it, but if you want to get it, you can get it and it's an extra little bit of sort of cherry on top, basically. Mm. So I think this, in, its, in the description from what I understand of it, if you can play the game and you don't feel cheated by not having the DLC, I think that's fine. And I think if you if you love the environment, if you love the world, and you want to treat yourself to a little bit more, um, mm. it's like going back for seconds, sort of thing. Like if you <laughs> yes. if you if you're satiated by the first, oh god, I just used an amazing word. If you if you if you're satisfied by the first uh, meal, great that's good but if you want to go back and grab a little seconds that's what the dlc is for but the, the, it shouldn't be like your chips shouldn't be missing off your meal um because you that's a that's an intrinsic part of the meal i've i've really i've flogged <laughs> this metaphor to death so i'm going to stop now but <laughs> well okay so the difference for me is always if um if it's a if it's a pre-order exclusive that's not available afterwards then there's a problem if you can buy it separately yeah. further down the line that's fine you know exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that's life is strange. Yeah, yes, I'm me super too. excited. Me I, too. I'll so. probably like will wait several years before I actually play it. But yeah, it's, yeah, uh, same. That's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah, back is so long at this point. I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> I still haven't played uh, um, uh, Last of Us Two, and that's neither that have I. So, so but then again, the okay, still sealed. In fairness, I haven't played Last of Us One, and I know that that makes me a terrible person, but. 
uh, I didn't have a PlayStation 4. It makes you misguided. It doesn't make you a terrible yeah, okay, person. Fair. I didn't play it because I didn't have a PlayStation 4. And then I, it just completely passed me by that I could play it elsewhere. And then I got a PS4, I downloaded it, and then I got into this weird loop of like, oh, I really want to play this on stream, but I, I have a schedule for stuff that I'm going to be playing on stream. And every time I like, I would start it and then I would go, no, I really should save this for stream. And then I just haven't. So I think I'm just going to play it off stream at this point because I'm clearly never going to get around to it otherwise. Yeah. I have plenty of things that I could play off stream and I'm just going to do it and enjoy it because I hear it's amazing. Apparently so. Apparently so. But I have I've got no ideas. <laughs> well, this, Last of Us this... won. Fantastic. Yeah, this seeks wonderfully into our next topic, which is uh, oh. which is the the BAFTA uh, Games Awards mm. happened uh, last Thursday, which for our American friends is the British, the British kind of pinnacle of the Game Awards, um, the British Academy of Film and Television Arts, um, and they have a Game Awards, and so they took place last week, um, and The Last of Us Two picked up two awards. Um, it picked up. Uh, two big ones actually it picked up the public vote and it picked up another one um which and the public vote was huge and they got loads of replies and that that's fantastic and they also won uh they also laura bailey who is a voice actor who voiced abby in that uh took home the leading performer award as well so that's wonderful um also uh it's a huge night for queer games and queer representation uh with hades sweeping up five awards which was fantastic um and very well deserved because it's it's hades let's be honest um and of course hades hades won both game of the year and the readers award at the gaming awards as well so well done hades but there were some big surprises as well and that's either good and bad so i thought we'd have a just a really quick sort of little chat through uh maybe what some of our sort of highlights and lowlights are I will say, as highlights go, I love the fact that Hades got so much like representation in there, especially like with how 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 much hard work that studio does in general. Yeah. Um, my friend Jamie is like super super into uh, super giant games in general. I think that's the uh, the people that make yeah. it yeah. because they they bring so much like passion to their games, and you think that this is actually like a small studio too that can make a hit pretty much every single time and it's nice to see that this last one they put out has like grabbed so many people all at once which is weird because i'm pretty sure that the the game came out as like an epic store exclusive and nobody said anything about it but then as soon as like dropped on steam and like got a general release it's like yes it's the it's the next big thing um i'm really glad to have like played it myself and like i can totally see why it's it's one so much in terms of like how much effort goes into just the amount of like dialogue the VAs the fact that they hire VAs that aren't your typical Hollywood VAs that get hired for every single thing that's yeah. nice to see the fact that the art team is one guy apparently yeah. and they it's can crazy. produce so much it's yeah. it's insane so it's really nice to actually see them finally getting uh, the recognition that they deserve like that that was definitely a bonus from this totally it's it's a beautiful beautiful game um and obviously some hella queer representation uh some very attractive menses um and yeah i feel like it's like the bisexual dream because it's just (laughs) everyone is hot like it's ridiculous i played the whole way i'm just sitting in the middle of it going oh my god i'm having a problem i'm attracted to everyone this is ridiculous (laughs) like it was great and I feel like everyone has like the the one person in that game that is like that's their person and that's their god or whatever. And I was just sitting in the middle going, "Can I have all of them? 
bizarre thing. <laughs> Mummy, I want them all. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have them all? But I, I think it's really great because they have, I feel like Supergiant, their games all have a really consistent style as well. Like their mm. art style, you know it's one of their games whenever you see yeah. it. Because like if, if someone had come to me and told me that it wasn't, I would have been really genuinely surprised. It's just they are so consistent with their quality as well. And for such a small team, it's just really nice seeing them taking away so many awards because I yeah. think that they deserve the recognition. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's, it's um, absolutely amazing to me uh, just because, and I'll say this again, uh, my friend Jamie and I got to interview uh, the VA for um, Nyx, uh, Jamie mm-hmm. Landrum. She voices Nyx and I think also Artemis, unless I'm mistaken. I think it was Nyx and Artemis anyway. And she was talking about how they started as just a couple of like friends who just wanted to make a bunch of different games. And like every single game they've released so far is literally just an idea that they came up with, like brainstorming, Nick's and Artemis, yeah. Um, brainstorming just like on the first night they got together. So like every single mm-hmm. game so far, it's why they haven't done a sequel. It's just all the ideas that they they poured out in That's their head cool. over that one night. Just super, super awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm, I just hope for bigger and better things for them, honestly. Yeah. And just shows how much you can do, even as an, a technically an indie studio. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely, yeah. No, I, th- I think... And I, I really hope as as an indie studio, they they back themselves and they don't get suckered into any mm. kind of takeover or yeah. people trying to swoop in and buy them up for, because of their multi awards and whatever else. And it's just I, I I get it, I could understand that, but I I think like they're such a creative powerhouse, and I I really really sort of just look forward to every game that they release. What I love as well, really quickly, is that I I got into I say got into as if it's some sort of hack, but I didn't. I just arrived in their Discord, and as a company, because you can tell they're an indie company because their Discord, like their CEO, is like messaging people in Discord. They're chatting with Discord, and they've got all these feedback loops and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like that's how they stay true to themselves they feel like actual human beings you know instead of like this corporation totally absolutely Mm -hmm. and 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 they know that their fans you can message the ceo on discord and say hey Mm -hmm. this is cool hey that's a bit shit and it it, it's obviously they're not going to bend to everyone's will but you you get the impression that it really is that pickup um i uh, sort of i guess as a summary the, the 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 uh game i think that was most robbed of the evening um was four guys i believe they had five or six nominations i, I didn't really stop and count but i saw a tweet but they didn't I, win that's anything how, that's how i consume my news i just see tweets but um no i mean like massive sort of nominations huge sort mm. of like record setting year uh for mediatonic um british as well being the british awards and they got bugger all and i just like yeah. oh that didn't but particularly in like stupidly crazy categories like um the multiplayer category the yeah. multiplayer I the game that, really that it's weird. designed to be and Animal didn't get the, won that one for some Animal reason the, it has why. the worst <sighs> multiplayer experience i swear mm. the amount of tapping a button to get to do anything with friends is ridiculous mm-hmm. i think uh, that from a point of view it must have just been like the zeitgeist effect that animal crossing had yeah. in terms of just like people are willing to overlook the fact that the multiplayer is garbage and takes away from the experience you can't even do all the stuff in the game you should be able to do in multiplayer um and it takes like you know forever to get in uh like going through a billion different menus but Ugh. somehow people i guess the the judges are willing to ignore that because you know 
everybody was playing Animal Crossing and everybody was playing with each other. It allowed people to connect during the uh, the the. But that's that's fine. They they won. Pandemic, yeah. They they won the award for uh, what's it called? Um, oh, come on, brain. Sort of like uh, Game Beyond Entertainment. That's it. So. Mm. Tell me why I was nominated for that category and didn't win. They're robbed. But the um, the, the the idea of that category is when it's the sort of the, the game that transcends just entertainment. So I get it. And, and Animal Crossing, that's exactly what it did. It saved us all yeah. in the initial few months of the pandemic. And it was a real kind of salve to the craziness mm. that was happening. Well, but, I will say like the cultural impact it had was like, kind of mind blowing for those months. Huge. Like, you had totally. like celebrities and stuff doing like talk shows Absolutely. in Animal Crossing. So I can yep. see why, like, I, I imagine like the judges, not multiplayer, no, no. no. <laughs> I can only imagine like, and don't take this the wrong way, that the judges were a bunch of normies that were, <laughs> <laughs> that were literally like. I was going like, to say something like that because I feel like maybe they just didn't play it and they don't know yeah. what it's like. Like, it's a great mm-hmm. game, and it, it arrived at the perfect time. Like, it yeah. could not have arrived at a better time. And yeah. I really like it. I haven't played it as much as most people have, but, like, I really liked it. I know a lot of people who still play it, like, mm. lots of hours each game. week. It's a great game, and it's actually a really great experience, except for the multiplayer. So it's really weird that that's one of the awards that they won, because that's the one mm-hmm. thing that I think almost everyone can agree was terrible. It was hot garbage, they, yeah. 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 I mean, they took home. I'm just going to double check. They took home. Um, they didn't get a family family game. Sackboy won family game. Like I get that, but that seemed to be like the more obvious one that he could have won. Um, yeah. They took home obviously Game Beyond Entertainment, and they took home something else as well. But then, oh, just multiplayer. It really annoys me because it's like, do you remember back in way back when when it all sort of kicked off and and the, the sort of the stalk market was going a bit crazy and everyone was sort of saying like oh my my turnips are 300 bells or whatever and it's like mm. everyone come crashing over to their island the, the insistence on doing the arrival and departure animation that takes that. at least a minute for every single person arriving and you can only have 10 on your island at one time you can't do this you can do that you have to but you can't just cut out of the game you can't just crash out of it because it crashes the people that mm-hmm. are hosting you it's like the worst mechanic ever well it's not even that it's like the nested menus as well and if you make one mistake oh. you go back to the beginning yeah. oh god like, yes Oh no! Yeah. I the NES game Dodo of uh, menus. instead of something else, and now here we are back at the beginning of the whole oh. thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. And Blathers has to go on again, making his shitty jokes because you, <laughs> you clicked the wrong button and asked and him then to. I feel yeah. guilty when I tell him no. I don't want to hear about insert I creature. I tell him no here. every time. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> I think, you know, um, tell me why not getting the award. It's it's sad it is. But again, I can understand why, like, different people have different priorities. And as much as, like, we love it for the representation, obviously the judges were looking at what had the most cultural impact, I totally. imagine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not really I, surprising that it didn't get it. I'm sad. I, I haven't played it yet. It's another one that's on my list because... I've seen, I actually watched one of my favorite streamers playing it and watched them cry while playing it and really enjoying it and seeing the impact it had on them. I was like, yeah, no, I need to play that game. But seeing that it it got nominated is great. And then I was just like, like, I get why it didn't win, but I, look, I still I'm, I'm, feel I'm, like it was yeah. robbed sort of. From, from I, th- I think you're right, Mia. From our point of view, probably robbed. Um, but from the sort of the mainstream 
uh, I, I don't begrudge Animal Crossing being there. I think, I think it's it's saved a lot of people's mental health. To be honest with you, over the past twelve months, so I, I get it completely. But Definitely. yeah, just yeah. multiplayer is just like no, just no. Mm. I, I will say it was nice to see uh, debut uh, Carrion get debut game because that that game is yeah. fantastic. Way too short, but an absolute fantastic game that I, I yeah. got to let really loose and different. Just kill everybody. It was fantastic. <laughs> Did you ever play that, Robin? I haven't. No. No, um, if you want to let loose uh, and just like oh, kill it seems like you should enjoy it based on what you've said. <laughs> yeah, if you like Borderlands and just wanton destruction, then uh, play Carrion. That's fantastic. That game. Cool. Love it. Great. Um, any more? Any more? Um, or should we move on? No, I think uh, I, I, the only thing I would say is like seeing any PS5 games win any awards is is ridiculous, just because none of it, nobody can get them with the uh, the scalping problems. But other mm. than that, yeah, yeah, it's nice to see uh, Sea of Thieves in there getting evolving yeah. game as well, just because like how much content has been added. So, yeah, but but I'm I'm quite happy. I don't know. I don't really rate uh, what the bathroom says about games that much, to be honest, but it's nice to see people getting recognized for doing good things. So. I think I think what's good is that it it, it wasn't the usual the usual yeah. crowd. Yeah. Of like, oh, it's it so nice. Call, it wasn't oh my Call God. of Duty and it wasn't... Yeah, exactly. It's so nice not to see a Call of Duty, day, to, to Duty game take home awards. Jesus. And actually, really quickly... Speak. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> um, and actually on that one, just to do, just circle back to what we said at the top, the Last of Us 2, the the only uh, category in all of the BAFTAs was the People's Game or some whatever it was called. Uh, EE Game of the Year, that's it, the sponsored Game of the Year. That was a public vote. And for The Last of Us 2 as yeah. the queer game uh, to win that, and apparently by a massive margin, by the biggest ever public vote they've ever had for this category. I was actually shocked considering it was up against, I'm just double-checking, it was up against Call of Duty. It was up against Ghost of Tsushima. It was up against Hades um, mm. and Valorant as well, Valorant, um, and Animal Crossing. So, I mean, for that to sort of win through, uh, I was kind of happy yeah. with that. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I still feel weird about... I, I still Because I haven't played Last of Us Part 2, it's, it's hard to, like, give any, like, firm opinion on it. But, like, the crunch stuff still annoys yeah. the of me and the fact yeah. that that all of that stuff is ignored in award shows it's, it's just well uh, well I, 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 won't st- games. I won't stand for that because uh for well the- well except for the coolest <laughs> award shows let's just say that uh the gaming awards uh we our judging panel decided not to enter the, the last of us two in the game of the year category based on the fact of the crunch and all that sort of stuff so mm. yeah you're absolutely right it's it, it's it is it's upsetting when you sort of see people sort of get such awards and and you know that that money is going to go straight to the the ceos not the developers and the people that have been screwed over and everything else mm. and it's just like yeah it's it's always a bit tough so so yeah um i'm, just, I, I'm really sad that i just realized final fantasy 7 remake didn't even get a look at any of the categories yeah. as far as i can tell which seems so really maybe, strange I think it's really maybe uh double check talking about yourself not even that no no i I can't see it it's it's bad isn't it i mean spider-man won music it's a bit weird because i thought hades had fantastic music yeah it really did oh final fantasy 7 was in performance apparently oh Oh. okay cool so uh, (laughs) thank you jamie apparently we all missed it (laughs) jamie you should be on the podcast okay because apparently we're all shit um uh big old brain of theirs 
Yeah. No, I mean, other Ooh, than that, I'm like... Hungry. Oh, yeah, Cody Christian is Cloud Strife. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's, it's, it's kind of weird that I didn't get a look in any of the other categories. But that's just yeah. my, my personal thing. I mean, I have freaking fancy merchandise on the shelf behind me, so, of course, I'm going to be a little bit biased there. Well, <laughs> I'm going to be biased. favorite games of all time. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Cool. I'm so happy. that was the BAFTAs. Uh, broadly good, and and yeah, uh, it's good to sort of see some good queer rep at the uh, at the award show. Kirsty, yeah. it's time for your time in the spotlight. Time for your time Uh-oh. in the spotlight. Time for your moment in the spotlight. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so this is our bit where we get to know you a bit more, okay. and uh, with our with, with our our interview. So let's kick off with a really easy question. When did you start streaming, and what got you into it? So I started streaming like really as a hobby in 2014. Um, I didn't start full-time streaming till 2016. Um, the reason I started was because I used to work in a gaming center, like a LAN gaming center. And uh-huh. I really loved the kind of atmosphere of like sharing stuff that you really enjoyed and like talking, standing around like the counter at the front, talking about the games that we were playing mm-hmm. and then like nerding out over that together. I really loved that. And then I moved to Dublin and I was so far away from it. I couldn't go there anymore and I missed it. And then we, I moved to Dublin in like 2008. And a couple of years later, I started watching Twitch and I I was like, this is, this is the kind of thing that I'm missing. I think I want this again. So I decided to give it a try. And obviously, like whenever you get started streaming, it's always like really small and quiet. And it was just really nice because I started to get to know people and we talked about the things like games that were just coming out or the games that I was streaming at the time and it it had the same kind of atmosphere and that's exactly what I needed so that's why I started and then I ended up full-time streaming kind of by accident I left my job and moved back to Northern Ireland and I had some free time so I was like well if I'm going to do it full-time just in between whatever I'm doing I may as well do it now so I did and then it just happened to work out which was really nice but um yeah it's been it's been a few years. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. <laughs> it's weird. It's 2021 now. And I'm like, 2014 was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, very, very long yeah. time ago. I'd say as somebody who's like uh, jumped in and like watched your stream for a little bit, like the all of the setup that you have is fantastic. Like the, the pixel art in general as well and the characterization. It's so gosh darn cute um definitely got a fantastic setup over there i feel like uh that would definitely attract people to your stream just the professionalism as well while keeping it super super chill um what what do you feel that like brings people to your content and that space that you've created um i feel like it's probably a combination of like the fact that i'm this is going to sound really silly because i think this is the piece of advice that a lot of people give streamers when they start and always sounds a little bit trite but like consistency because i stream at exactly the same time on exactly the same days every week Mm. and i have done now for a couple of years so i feel like getting people in i have no idea i think a lot of people come in because they go ah that person has really bright hair i'm gonna go see what that's about and then they just sort of go maybe i'll stick around um people come back i think because they know okay well Mm. that space that i hang out and we play those games and we have i like to think relatively real conversations about stuff like we'll have a fun session and then we'll talk about something really serious that needs like attention and that we should have an open and honest discussion about and then we'll go right back to talking about like food or cats or whatever and try to kind of like balance that out a little bit 
Also, yes, cats, apparently. Cats are, my cats are always on the screen and they're always doing something. I, one of the clips went crazy because my cat knocked the Christmas tree over behind me while I was streaming one day. Oh no. It was just one of those days. Yeah. And he's massive. Like he's eight months old, but he's massive. And he just stood up and I watched and he stood there for a second. I was like, I know what's going to happen, but I can't do anything about it. And then it just went. And there was this loud (laughs) clatter as the, the decorations went everywhere. And yeah. So the cats are probably actually the reason that people watch my <laughs> I mean, a little bit of chaos is always helpful. Yes. So mm-hmm. definitely. Um, you mentioned earlier, but um, obviously you just mentioned consistency, and we talked a little bit earlier about sort of playing games on stream and that sort of thing. Um, what mm-hmm. what type of games do you play on stream? So I used to be that I I am a terrible gamer for not being able to stay focused on stuff. So like I have since I was like five, I've been the person who will play a game for a couple of hours and then I'll play something else the next day and I'll just play whatever the heck I'm in the mood for. And obviously that was less of a thing when I was younger, when there were only like five good games to play and now there's just hundreds. So I, I used to just play whatever the heck I wanted on the day, which is obviously not exactly great for streaming as a full-time thing, Mm. (laughs) but I've realized over time I've kind of like just gravitated towards playing what, like I, I call it just space and sandbox games, but I do play like story games as well. So generally speaking, I aim towards more spacey stuff because like I play a lot of Elite Dangerous, which is a game that I love. It's a space sim, but um, unlike a lot of people who play Elite, I I cannot stay focused on just that game. So I will always then swap something else in. Usually I end up playing like one or two games. It's like an evergreen game that I play all the time. And then I'll have like a story game that I'm progressing yeah. through at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like again, to me, like narrative games, uh, are, are always like a linchpin, like keep bringing yeah. me back time and time again, those experiences. Um, I wanted to ask you actually about, um, obviously this is, this is the gaming magazine podcast and, and mm-hmm. LGBTQ stuff is like super important probably to all of us here. Uh, one thing that I always like to, to ask about is like, um, we deal with a lot of shit on on Twitch from from like toxic people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, have you always been like kind of like out and, and presented yourself as as being uh, part of the LGBT on stream, or is that is that something that came later, or is it from the beginning? So I never hid it before. Mm-hmm. Um, if people asked, I would answer, and I would often talk. I'm bisexual. I would talk about women that I find find attractive, mm-hmm. like all mm-hmm. the time, and it would just be like a kind of like offshoot, random, like, oh yeah, I'm so in love with Gillian Anderson because like who isn't? And usually it was fine. <laughs> usually it was fine, but. Um, I never really made it quite as clear that this was who I am. And like, it's always been a big part of my identity. Like since I was, I think like 13 or 14, when I really realized, um, I have always like known this is, this is who I am. But Mm -hmm. on Twitch, it was very hard for me to find a way. I never really had the confidence, I guess, to be fully myself. And weirdly, I found that as soon as I actually started being more open and more honest i got more hate but at the same time i feel like my channel started to really grow and actually feel like a cohesive thing i don't even know how to explain it i started being more like this is what this space is about this is what Mm -hmm. i want it to be about this is why and you know making sure that it was clear to people that like if if that bothers you then you're not welcome has actually made it easier i guess to feel at home on twitch i do obviously like it's it's the first time in my life twitch twice now is the first time that i've ever had a slur used against me 
And that has never happened in person before. So it was very jarring. But even so, despite that, I feel like this is my space and I feel very comfortable mm. with it, which is nice. Mm. So like I would say I probably became more like in your face about who I am maybe two or three years ago. I was just like, right, I'm putting it in my bio. I'm putting it in my description. I'm making it a, a thing that we actually talk about really regularly because I think people need to see someone doing that because that's not always common and they don't always feel like they're welcome in a space like that. Mm -hmm. I definitely say it's uh, super important to to have that as well. And like just being open, like attracts like-minded people. And yeah, absolutely. And I definitely around. noticed that it changed the way my stream, like my community, there's most of the people who are in my community have been there for a long time, but I realized that there were people who clearly were there for the wrong reasons and have now left mm. because they don't feel welcome. And I mean, if the shoe fits, like, you know yeah. what I mean? I it's a fantastic way of just here. like, like airing out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, but we're sort of, I feel like we're sort of treading into that territory already, but what would you say to an other, any other, sorry, LGBTQ person um, who was wanting to, get into streaming thinking about streaming obviously we talked about consistency as being kind of like mm -hmm. a rule of good streaming but specifically for lgbtq people that we're looking to get in so i i remember seeing a tweet from someone um and i'm sure probably you've all seen it as well um where some person gave the advice that you shouldn't like a, a gay person shouldn't say they're gay on twitch because you want to make sure that you're attracting as many people as possible and you're not alienating anyone and that frankly pardon my language is bullshit and I think that if you're if you're going into streaming and you're trying to hide a part of yourself, you're not going to get the whole experience anyway. Uh, you're always going to feel, I guess, like you're locked out of something in a way. Um, so I do feel like if you're getting into streaming as an LGBTQIA plus person, be yourself and be comfortable with that. And I know that that's hard. Obviously, this is not like the kind of advice I would give to somebody who's already kind of like struggling with their identity or anything like that. Like, mm. don't go out there and try to like put yourself out there and make yourself uncomfortable. But surround yourself with people, especially moderators who can protect you and your community, because it is sometimes an unsafe place and it is sometimes hostile, especially because you're seen as different, even though there's so many of us. It, just, it doesn't make sense to me. Be yourself and don't hide Unless that's what you want to do, don't hide. You don't have to hide yourself just to be appetizing to people you don't want there anyway. Like those people shouldn't mm -hmm. be in your community. You don't want yeah. them there. You don't want them watching you. That's my advice. And it's hard, especially when you're just getting started, because I feel like when you're just getting started, it's very easy for one negative voice to take up so much of your time. Like I had horrible experiences in like my early days of streaming where one person would make me want to not stream again for weeks because they had said something nasty to me. Like, it's tough, mm. but, like, it's so worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you do what need, you can, you do like, build in the end, it's it's so, so worth going through all of yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I, people need to see representation. We talked about it in games. People need to see representation in, in streams. People need to see people who are willing to stand up and say, no, that's not okay to people in their chat. That's important. And I think that's something that I, I'm glad to say that I'm seeing a lot more of it on Twitch now than I was for a while, but we have a long way to go <laughs> it 
you mentioned earlier, uh, just just to just to go back, speaking about like the beginning of uh, streaming and stuff. That before you were streaming, uh, you you worked in in games in a land center, was it, or did you do anything else alongside that, or how was so that? So I initially worked in a land gaming center when I just got out of school. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up moving to Dublin because I applied for a job with uh, a games publisher in dublin called uh, they were called goa they don't exist anymore but they published uh warhammer age of reckoning the mmo and they also were the european publisher for league of legends before riot took it back Mm. um i got a job there working in initially in player support customer support and then i did a bit of community management as well and then I just kind of jumped between different, I, it was a, a browser game company. And then I eventually worked for Riot Games, which was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> do, do we want to go into that experience or we're we just going to leave it? At, I'm at happy to talk about it if you want to. It was, there was a lot of positive stuff, but uh, there there was a lot mm-hmm. of negative stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I think a lot, it's it's been known how much uh, negative yes. stuff has gone on a riot but um yeah thank you for pulling through that i guess oh, it Jesus. was hard i worked there for mm. five years i initially was um i worked in uh player support i worked in documentation and then eventually i was in project management um and i really loved my job and i worked with some really really great people and i still am mm. in touch with a lot of them but there obviously there was a lot of stuff that went on that i think nobody is really surprised to hear about it's a thing that happened and i can confirm it was definitely a thing that happened and um it was hard and it's weird because after leaving i actually left for a different reason but after leaving and seeing it coming back up over and over again is really tough because like i Mm. had experiences there that weren't positive and having it come up time and time again and the news is really hard especially because there's always somebody who has to make a meme about it Hmm. and i'm like could you maybe not because that would be really nice do you know what i mean Mm. Mm. yeah Yeah, like having to like relive all of that is probably yeah it's hard Mm. um what got you started in games what was your sort of everyone has that kind of moment where they start working in the industry or want to start working in the industry. It was weird. I, I was really, really enjoying, I've always played games since I was like five. I have no idea why I got started playing games because like nobody in my family played games. I don't know what happened. I was five and my dad brought home a Nintendo and I was, it was the old NES and I was like, okay, great. I enjoyed it. I played it. And then I just played games. So I, I didn't really know I wanted to get into the games industry. Initially I wanted to be a journalist but like that's uh, that's a job that I realized I really wasn't made for. <laughs> um, games. You don't want to be a journalist anyway. You don't want to be a games journalist anyway. Believe us. Yeah. No, I, I feel like I made the right choice not going that route. But like at the time, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. And then I just I happened to be looking. I was unhappy where I was, and I was looking around at like you know what kinds of games related jobs were there because I thought that might be something nice to do. And there just happened to be a job for player support in Dublin for Warhammer Age of Reckoning. And I was planning on playing that game anyway. So I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'll apply. Who knows? And I I got offered an interview, went down, did the interview, got the job. They told me I got the job. And then I was starting exactly one week later, but I had to move. And it was really weird because I'm in Northern Ireland. They said that I it didn't count as a different country. So they weren't <laughs> going to give me relocation support. So yeah, I had okay. to figure out how 19-year-old me was just <laughs> going to pack up my entire life and move to Dublin. I had to find somewhere to live. And 
um, I ended up moving and we found the apartment and signed for the apartment the day before I started work, which was really stressful. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> and I ended stressful. up living there for eight years. So I guess like it was fine. But it was one of those like seat of my pants kind of thing. Like I had no idea it was going to work out and it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just stuck it. I, I wasn't really expecting it to go anywhere. And then like Goa, everything, mismanagement and everything, they fell apart and I got made redundant one year later and I was like, oh no, am I going to have to like move all my stuff back up home? It's only been 12 months. Um, I ended up getting another job for like a browser game company and I stayed there for a long time and it just, it became a thing. And then I feel really weird because I've left the games industry now technically to stream. Whereas I feel like lots of people go from streaming to the games industry and I Mm. feel like I'm going backwards, which is really weird. I I, I would actually sort of just, push back on that one for a second because i I do sort of think people consider streamers not part of the games industry but you're honestly as as, i I genuinely sort of think that streamers are part of the marketing function of the games industry in the same way that yeah we are we're part of the ecosystem and i think absolutely yeah i I think everyone i think streamers honestly should really embrace their role as part of the games industry yeah i mean i would i would definitely think that streamers are part of the games mm. industry i mean you yourself you uh co-hosted the the northern irish uh, gaming awards yeah. right yeah yeah i did How, what, what was that like for you actually what um i i have decided that this is the year that i'm going to do stuff that's out of my comfort zone so i i thought that the idea of getting into like hosting and doing other stuff mm-hmm. with my skill set would be a really, really great step. I've also considered potentially doing training for things like voice acting and potentially getting into doing stuff like that because I feel like that mm-hmm. would be something I would really enjoy. Um, but the the Northern Ireland Game Awards, they approached me and just said, hey, look, we know that you you stream and that like we like your stream. Would you like to do this? And I was like, yes. And I didn't even think twice about it. And then, of course, it got close to the time. And I was like, oh, my God, what have I agreed to? I'm so scared. Your anxiety just starts oh rising. God, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know I'm I'm a person who I get nervous every time I do anything. Like I was mm-hmm. nervous to come on the podcast, even though I've spoken to both of you before. I am familiar with your content. I I I shouldn't be nervous, but I am. Um and I was nervous when I did that. I was I'm nervous when I do anything that's like out of the ordinary to my normal stuff. And when that happened, I literally sat the day before going, oh my God, what did past me do? <laughs> <laughs> but like it went well. Uh there were there were a few hiccups. Uh Doing it live, at least Mm. partially, obviously brings a lot of challenges. And we didn't really have a script put together for the night until we got there, because obviously with the pandemic and everything, we just we we met for the first time as a group on the day. And that was tricky. But I think it gave us a lot of learnings. It gave me a lot of like, you know, things I could I could work on for if I do that in the future. Um, and Northern Ireland's really small, so it just it felt like a nice thing to do to celebrate our mm. games industry because we have a little tiny games industry and it's really nice. And like I feel like I know a lot of the developers and a lot of the publishers here because like I guess we've all either gone to gaming centers together or we worked in one of the many games companies that have been in Dublin, for example. And it's just it was just a nice way to celebrate that and it felt really cool. That's so that wholesome. Yeah, yeah, totally, and that, that's really cute. I was like, I, I'm guessing it was your first time of hosting it. Yes, because it hasn't, I, it hasn't well, been on for a couple of years, has it? 
technically I hosted something else, but it felt really different. I So I used to do a lot of stuff for Gamescom whenever I worked at Riot because... Mm-hmm. I don't actually know why they chose me to do it because I hadn't been streaming at the time really and they just kind of were like hey I mean you you seem like you'd be happy enough to do something like that are you cool with it like there was one example where they uh I don't know how familiar you are with League of Legends but they have like a metal band that's inside the game like the characters are all in a metal band and my profile picture on their forums was one of the characters from the metal band so they came to me and they were like well, we're forming a band who's going to perform at Gamescom and we kind of need a person who'll fill this role. They don't have to play an instrument or anything because the instrument doesn't exist that she plays. So, well, it does, but it does and it doesn't. It's not really a metal instrument. So they were like, you know what? Like maybe you would like to be on stage and just join us. We'll we'll get the costume and everything sorted. So I ended up on stage as like one of the characters from League of Legends in full cosplay in metal chains, like they had full metal chains, which any cosplayer will tell you is not smart. Like yeah, you don't that use does actual metal. <laughs> so I had this like really heavy, like wooden <laughs> thing. And then these real metal chains, it was exhausting. And then I was also doing like stage hosting and a normal on the floor Gamescom job. So this by comparison was much easier (laughs) but for some reason it felt really different because when i was presenting on stage at gamescom i feel like most of the audience were they spoke german lots of them were young they didn't speak english so if i was speaking to them i would speak in english and then someone would translate into german somehow that made me less nervous because i was like it's okay if i say anything stupid he'll correct it when he translates it to german and it'll be fine (laughs) you hope you just i hope yeah (laughs) I have no idea what he was saying, so he could have been saying anything. But that sounds um, like you had a fantastic time doing that, though. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. It was definitely an experience, and I have like mm-hmm. pictures that I look back on every now and then and go, "That was a really cool time." And I'm really surprised I did it because I'm such a wuss. So the fact that I did it is really cool. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, I will say, like in terms of, of presenting, you've done a lot of different stuff in that in that area. When the p- pandemic like goes away, if it ever goes away, <laughs> God, what is life? Um. Would, would you like to do more presenting like what kind of stuff yeah. would you would you be looking i'd looking to really do? love to do more presenting i mean i know that i again i'm a wuss but at the same time i feel like i really enjoy it and every time mm. as soon as i get into doing it i feel great i really feel like it's a great way to like share stuff that i'm excited about i feel like it's a great way to just share things i'm passionate about and i just really love being like embedded in the gaming community if you know what i mean so i'd love to do more presenting or hosting around gaming i think it'd be really really fun it also means that you get to meet a lot of other people because usually you're at an event and the events then unlike obviously the northern Ireland game awards because it was just like four people in a studio um when you're at an event you get to meet lots of people who are just really really excited to talk about stuff that they like like games or whatever anything nerdy that they're into right now you get to have these really great conversations with people and i just really like that i think that's fun I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think just, I I really, it's getting to the point now that so I need to go back to an event. I need to yeah. be at an event. Mm-hmm. It's just I getting to see that point people now. Again. I just, yeah. yeah, I need to. It's the only way I, I see to... friends. I don't have real life friends. What are you talking about? No, no one lives near me. <laughs> they all live in this box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so obviously, apart, yeah, exactly. <laughs> apart from all of that, um, do you have any uh, future plans either for your stream or off stream or like what's what have we got coming down the road for for psyche um i feel like i've i've put like a kind of 
this is this is a very basic thing, but I've put a lot of thought into the structure of like things I can bring to stream that are beyond the gaming part. And it's little things like if I'm playing a game wanting to do something costumey around it or um, trying to bring, I guess the big problem here is because of the pandemic for the last year, my whole life has been my stream and mm. like making content. Mm. So all I can think of is like, what can I do to make the stream better? Because it's not like I can go anywhere and do anything. So most of my plans have been kind of around, like, what can I do to kind of um, boost the the presence on stream and what kinds of things I would do? I I do really... Last year was the year that I started really properly, as I was saying earlier, putting kind of like time and thought into how I was presenting myself beyond just like speaking, but like putting in my bio what things that our community stands for, what like the the values are and stuff like that. And I want to make sure that I keep that going because I feel like we're all <sighs> developing. <laughs> That's a really weird way to put it. But like, I feel like we're all kind of putting time into making twitch a better space and mm. there's so many things that twitch does wrong and could do better definitely, definitely. like we were talking yeah. about like the tags for example there's so many issues there and the attitude towards that is something that i feel really needs to shift and mm. i want to find ways to be active in doing that and i want to do it with meaning if you know what i mean i don't want it to just be signal boosting something and then just leaving it and not thinking about it anymore. I wanted to be actively doing something to contribute to the progress of the platform because yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. I feel like uh, stuff, stuff definitely needs to, to, to change on, on Twitch's side for, mm -hmm. for a lot of those changes to take place. Um, I feel sometimes like culturally when they're looking at the tag system as well, they, they I've heard it said that they don't necessarily see identity as content, which is... Uh, insanity because like yeah. why do you have an lgbtqia plus tag to begin with but that also explains why they're they're happy to believe that the a is for allies in that tag too which yeah. is insanity. it's mad to so, me that they think that identity isn't content when mm. in in the current climate and the way the world is now having people who are outwardly creating content that is centered around their identity is so important and makes such a huge difference to so many people who don't have that space in real life or who don't have other spaces online where they can go to to have that. To say that that's not content is, I feel like purposefully misunderstanding what content means, if you know what I mean. Like, it's it, it doesn't make sense. The best form of content, the best form of, it's art, it's an art form. And art is always a self-expression. So mm -hmm. it's it, identity is literally, literally who we are. It's literally what we're doing. We, we're sat here today as three people under the under our uh, wrong side. I can't never get used to that under the rainbow <laughs> flag sort of thing. Um, and I think that's that's what we do. That's the whole purpose of us being here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, there's this like idea that uh, as a site, Twitch is a primar primarily about gaming, and maybe yeah, maybe that's what it started as. People came for the games, but they don't come to Twitch now for for games. They come to Twitch now for people, and yeah. it's nothing yeah. without the people. Because like nobody's if, if they wanted that, you just go to YouTube and watch a let's play or something. Yeah, but, totally, yeah. absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Wonderful. So uh, quick fire questions. We always finish off with quick fire questions. Little way of just sort of like breaking up a little bit of uh, breaking up a little bit of uh, you having a cat issue. 
Uh, he started meowing his head off, so uh, apologies if there's any yelps in the background during this section. Right, I've had uh, the exact yeah. same yeah. problem, and I've been just, like, muting when I can. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, quick fire questions uh, interspersed with meowing. Um, are you ready? Should we go for it? Yes. Yeah. I'm ready. Uh, yeah, so this is stream of consciousness, just the first thing you think of. Obviously, don't be too anxious about it. It's all <laughs> a bit of fun. All right, what was your favorite game so far this last year, this last 12 months? Okay, mine is not a game that was released in the last year, but it's a game that I played in the last year, and that is Outer Wilds. I played mm, it at the beginning really of nice. 2020, and mm. it was an incredible experience. And even though it technically released in 2019, it released on Steam in 2020, so I think it still counts. That's <laughs> technically right. Okay. Uh, what was the one game that defined your childhood? Ooh, uh, Morrowind, probably. Hmm. I would say uh, I I can explain that one super quickly. I really wanted to play Final Fantasy XI, the MMO, but my mum wouldn't pay for a subscription. So I picked another <laughs> RPG and Morrowind was there for me when I was getting bullied at school. So I will always remember it very fondly. Uh, who's your favorite video game character? <gasps> Garrus from Mass Effect. What game? I'm actually surprised by that answer. I feel like there's other people, but I. to be fair, he is my boyfriend. So <laughs> had to be. It's a good to. choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what game would you most want a sequel to? Mm, that one's really tough. I don't know, actually. I, I feel like most of the games that I have played that I think deserve a sequel already have one, but maybe deserved a better one, if that makes sense. I feel like Mass Effect 3 could have been a better sequel. Mm. I still liked it, but I feel like it could have been better. I feel like it felt a little bit rushed. So, like, if I could rewrite Mass Effect 3, I would say that one. <laughs> uh, who would be your dream stream guest? So, if you could have anyone on your stream, who would that be? Mm, that's really hard. Yeah, uh, are, yes, it is. Does it... Okay, do we mean, like, any anyone? Anyone at all. Living or dead, it's, it's, it's fine. Okay, I would say... Okay, I'm going to say Keanu Reeves, which I feel like is probably going to be a really popular answer because I, I just think I'd really like to talk to him and I feel like it'd be kind of fun to talk to him because he seems like a real nerd. I think that'd mm. be fun. So I'll go with Keanu Reeves, although it would probably be really awkward <laughs> for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what game are you most looking forward to coming out? Um, I, okay, Elder Scrolls 6, but very cautiously because I'm scared that it's not going to be as good as I was expecting. But that is probably the big one for me. Mm -hmm. It's also going to be are... hidden away on Xbox as well. Mm. Probably, probably. Yeah, yeah, more than likely. Uh, if you were marooned on an island, what three games would you want to have with you? Any three games you like? They can be internet games as well. It doesn't have to make sense yeah. which three games. Okay. I assume the island has Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay. And you're Stardew not using it to escape for some reason. <laughs> Stardew yeah. Valley, because I play the heck out of it. Uh, I'm going to say probably Elite Dangerous and Skyrim, mm. I think. With mods, okay. though. Okay. Has to have mods. <laughs> uh, which game has the best soundtrack? Um, 
Okay, I really, really love the soundtrack for uh, Hades. I think Hades was incredible. I really like Doom 2016, though. I think it's probably one of my favorites. I feel Doom Eternal wasn't as good, but Doom 2016 was pretty great as far as like music is concerned. And Doom mixed with Hades, because someone did a remix of Hades music in the style of Doom, was pretty damn cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, I will say, uh, last question. You can feel free to take your time on this one because it's the most important question. Where can people find your content and what have you got coming up on the channel in the near future? All right. So I stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at the moment uh, at noon BST because we just changed to BST um, nice. at twitch.tv forward slash psyche, P-S-Y-C-H-E. Um, I also make YouTube videos, but they're mostly uh, content from Twitch and then occasionally guides for Elite Dangerous. Um, next is I'm going to be doing the Elite Dangerous Odyssey Alpha because it's coming out tomorrow and is probably going to be lasting for, I would say, at least a good few weeks uh, until the launch of it comes out. Mm. And I am still playing through the Final Fantasy VII original game. I'm into part two now and I'm doing that at least once a week for the next, well, I don't know how long it'll be, but until I finish it, I guess. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much me. Wonderful. Uh, Kirsty, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, everyone, you. please go and show some love to Psyche, Kirsty, and uh, yeah, that's 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 our show. Hell thank yes. You very yeah, much. It's been a fantastic time. You've like, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for I, having me. You. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say to everybody else watching too, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Gaming Podcast Live. Again, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Uh, you can head on over to the Discord in the meantime, if you like, always, as usual, at gamingmag.com forward slash Discord. And don't forget that you can uh, keep reading Gaming Magazine over on the website. But that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, we don't have necessarily anybody lined up yet. We're still in talks with people for uh, two weeks' time. But keep on the socials, on Twitter and all that stuff, and you'll be able to find out soon who that will be. But uh, yeah, we're done. So until next time, thank you for being here. And I'm sorry about the cat meowing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, uh, you can go and check out Meabyte uh, at Meabyte on everywhere, twitch.tv slash Meabyte. Oh, I don't need a shot. They know where I am. Yeah. Meabyte, the Meabyte right on Twitter. It's all, yeah. yeah, I'm right here. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, thank you so much for being here, y'all. And uh, we'll see you again very, very soon. So, see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.